Hi, my name is Fred Cook. Hi, this is Ruro Donoghue. Hey, this is Dave Moore. Hi, this is Aaron Brown. Hi, this is Charlie Wynn. Hi, this is Ethan Lee. Danny O'Reilly, frontman of the Corrodas. Hi, this is Derek O'Boyle. Hi, we're Relish. Hey, this is Mal from the Riptoid Movement. Irish poet, Colm Keegan. Hi, this is David Nolan from Hume Performs Advancement. And you are listening to the Dan Kyo Wellness Project Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to episode 37 of the Dan Kale Wellness Project. I have a very special guest on today who has been on already twice. So this is your hat-trick of appearances on the show, Steve. Stephen Obar, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. We're good. Yeah. This is third, to- third time's a charm. I feel like the second, the first two were, they were alright, but we're yeah. going gonna to bring it today. Yeah, well no, in fairness to you, I mean, you told us how you kicked cancer's ass in the last one. So, I mean... We set the bar pretty high, right? Ah, oh, shit. That's, that's hard, to, hard to top. Hard to top. How are you doing yourself health-wise these days? I'm good. Healthy yeah. as a horse. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's great to hear, man. Yeah, so we had thanks. a bit of a chat before we decided to come on air. and we I know that you have a group on Facebook called Team Obar Muscle, which has just exploded. Um, it's a community that you've put together for your Originally, it was for your clients, right? Right. It was just uh, every time I would do a one-on-one plan for someone and i get a client that worked directly with me, I would have a private Facebook group. Yeah. And I had I had a small group, so in case uh, they had questions, I could answer them, and it would help my other clients as well. Sure. But I decided to just open it up you and, know, what, and get what, more people involved. What drove that decision? Um, a lot of it was uh, just due to Facebook. I have a lot of a lot of people on my uh, page. I have like five. I have like six thousand people on my page, but I could uh, post stuff and it might reach maybe fifty of those people. So it's a joke. I, yeah, the reach the reach really declined, okay. so it didn't help. So I felt like you know what I gotta. I want people to get into this group so when I post stuff, they can go in and see it, you know, instead of just having it disappear into wherever it goes now with Facebook. Yeah, personally, I know we're going to discuss social media and, uh, you know, the fitness industry with regards to social media as we go along today. But Facebook really has screwed uh, people who have spent a lot of time, um, you know, reaching out to others and building communities. And now if you don't pay, you ain't getting your way, bro. Yeah, it's pay to play now. It's, it's pay to play. It's big business, bitch. Yeah, and I'm not fucking JC Pennies. Like I can't, I can't spend five thousand dollars to post a, a status Hell about no. like you know a sale and sell fifteen thousand refrigerators for a thousand dollars each. You know, I don't have that. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not gonna pay a hundred bucks to reach thirty extra people. Sure, like I don't have that. You know, but I, I'm, but not, I also, I'm not Scrooge McDuckin over here. But, yeah, but even if you did have the money, I mean, if I had the money, I wouldn't do it anyway. Because it, they're just so obviously screwing people for profit. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I've tried. Like, I've tried to spend, like, you know, $7 just to see what would happen. Yeah. And just kind of play with the percentages. But it's it's hit or miss. So I sure. could spend 7 bucks, and I might hit 26 extra people. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like who knows? They could be Russian robots, and I, I get twenty six. They're not gonna buy a plan from me. Hell no. 
And you know me on my Dan Kiel Wellness Project page, that which started off as uh, Dan Kiel Weight Loss Rebels Ambassador. Um, yeah. I used to, like, I went through a phase of, like, what was I thinking? I didn't have, even have a business interest and I was <laughs> I was paying for posts. Like, yeah. they, they caught me by the short and curlies and I thought that this was something I needed to do. But it's it's just, it's sickening to me that they just make people do that, you know? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for small business, and it's yeah. I remember when I when I first started my page, I I didn't have any like intentions of making money. You know, I was just I want to make a page where I can connect with like different fitness and health people, yeah. just like learn stuff from them, and then like post what I know just to help some people that followed me. I had like thirty six followers, and it was like <laughs> mainly like family or something, friends that yeah. would like just spy on me to see what I'm talking about. But and, after a and while, your, and your Russian like, bot girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, you know, getting spam, spam emails where I thought I was getting something, you know, like, hello, Obar Muscle, how are <laughs> yeah. you today? Like, we love your post, please. Yeah, join join our team. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, listen, buddy, buddy, this is um, a wellness podcast, so we're not going to spend the whole mofo complaining, aren't we? Now, because that's bad for your wellness, right? We're good. We just got to roll with the punches. That's what I was yeah, telling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Team Obar Muscle, if anybody is interested in getting some top-class information about fitness, health, general well-being, I'm on there with Stephen and a load of amazing people who we've met through our, well, I would say it's a significant amount of years now in this whole area of health and wellness. So, if you do want to sign up, just uh, send a request to Team Obar Muscle, and we'll uh, get you in there and get you chatting and get you supported by a wonderful community. Um, speaking of that wonderful community, I did put a post up there about two weeks ago talking about releasing this episode on Friday the 13th, Freaky Friday. Um, we got a huge response to that post, so I'm going to get to those questions at the end of today's show. So, Stephen, yeah. we, are, we need to talk about starting again. Starting again, that's what we're doing right now, right? Yeah. We got to talk about that stuff because I, you know, the one thing about running a wellness podcast, the difficult thing about having a wellness podcast is when I'm not well. Yeah. It sucks, bro. It's the worst. Right? I think, I think that's why we need to tell everyone listening why it took us both so long to get back on the, to get this third episode going. Yeah, well, I mean, we were making noise and I was reaching out to you and that kind of thing, but I just wasn't feeling well. I got really depressed. I was coming off medication for for my depression and I was trying to find my own way around Christmas time, just before Christmas. And thankfully, I've managed to drag my toned, hairy arse out of that phase. So I was talking to you about this the other day and um, I, we thought that it would be a really interesting topic that I'm not sure gets enough airtime. Um, certainly in the posts that I read or the, you know, the stuff that I'm exposed to, um, what's, what are your ideas? Cause I think that for me, certainly since I became a weight loss rebels ambassador, I think it was 2013, 2014. Um, I think I've started every six months. Uh, no, I've had a good eight. I had one period of 18 months where I was absolutely destroying it. It was amazing. Yeah. You're crushing it. But I'd say I've started again both mentally yeah. and physically. Well, I don't separate the two of those personally, um, but about six times, and that's in five years. Yeah, but look at, like, that's a good, like, you say six times, but if you look at it, like, and you add them all up, 
together, like what's the net total outcome? You know what I mean? From the beginning to, to now. That's a really good point because even when I was feeling my worst and when I was, you know, not watching what I was eating and maybe not training as much as I'd like to, I still never really went longer than two or three weeks without training or without, yeah. without doing something. When it, So when I talk about starting again, I mean having a level of consistency that sustains me physically and helps me mentally. Yeah. A lot of it is just you got to kind of remember it's all about like the mindset like that's your i think that's where you you specialize in so for you to be dealing with it it's it's a little tougher because you you know you have the answers right right but it's just the way you got to look at it you know you got to embrace it again yeah and you got to understand that like now that you're starting yeah you're better now than you were before you you ever started even though you feel like it's worse than ever you know what i mean well when you start again absolutely i take your point the first couple of weeks are hell <laughs> yeah but you and know because you're but you put there it's less hellish than the last time mm-hmm. and so, that's why it's important to just have that positive outlook on it like all right it is starting but, again but it's also reframing what you're doing as not starting again like i use the the phrase starting again you know, a bit facetiously, like that's how it feels for me. But what I've learned over the, all of those six, seven times that I've kind of got back to a level of consistency that I was happy is that it, I didn't start again. Just as you said, I've, Jesus, it's like putting on an old shoe or cycling a bike again. You know, this feels all very familiar. Yeah, it's it's a it's a skill. It really is like dieting and working out and just eating better and just taking care of yourself. It's an actual skill. Yeah. I don't think people people don't realize that enough. I think it falls into like for a lot of people it's a chore. Mm. But it's actually it's actually like a skill. I look at it like a sport, you know, or like you play the guitar, right? Right. So you took if you take a long break from a guitar, like you told me the other day, you take a long break from oh, yeah. the guitar, but then you're like you know, you pick it up again and you're like, Holy shit, this is I'm yeah, playing I it. was I was like playing Blackbird by the Beatles like it was going out of fashion again. And I hadn't played it for ages. And it's amazing. So you, I reckon your muscle memory, very similar to your, you know, I suppose guitar playing is muscle memory. But when it comes yeah. to, you know, starting back in a fitness uh, regime or journey or, you know, trying to get your your um, nutrition in order, or get your mindset in order, the more often you do it, the better yeah. because you learn from the last time. Oh, exactly. And then you got to remember, like, we're going back, like, not starting again, but like repositioning yourself reframing yourself like yeah you didn't look you didn't forget to like you didn't forget how to cook broccoli you didn't forget how to cook chicken you're not starting no. from scratch i wish i, I forgot how to cook broccoli it sucks <laughs> just throw that shit in the microwave it's all good well what, with a little, uh, bit, little bit of water in the bottom of the bowl yeah that's why everyone makes fun of my meals they're like dude you how are you teaching anyone what to do when your meals <laughs> suck but i'm like hey I'm not. I'm not on social media to be a food model. All right. Like I'm yeah. trying to help. <laughs> just get just get some Frank's hot sauce on that broccoli, and you're good to go. There you go. Good. Dip, Throw dip, some rocks dip. on everything. I'm like a chef. <laughs> it doesn't look good on a plate or a picture, but trust me, it's good. It's, it's, it's it does, functional eating. It does eating. the job. Functional yeah. eating. Whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the mess. <laughs> the message I'm trying to get across to people, and you know, you know, since we, you, you know, since our first, you were the first episode of the Dan K. Wellness Project, yeah. which is, you know, amazing to me. It was like three years ago now and kind of, I've come such a long way since then myself. Yeah. And But this 
particular instance of me starting again has had a profound impact on me personally. And I'll tell you why. It's because it's probably the lowest I've been out of mm-hmm. all of them. And I found new strength and resilience to rebuild from there, which I never knew was there. You know what I mean? But the biggest part of finding that strength was that I really reframed my mindset away from starting again. Away from that phrase. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not helpful. Mm -hmm. Like the words that we use to frame any activity that we're doing similar to the way you were saying you know working out and eating right is a skill it's a sport it mm-hmm. can be so impactful and can be on, on our motivation and how we go about our day so yeah that's, exactly that's my biggest takeaway from it yeah and when you when you uh get back like let's say i i look i always like if you follow me on facebook you always see me like do car car analogies i'm always trying to like i i always like mix in a car for some reason whatever yeah hit uh, hit, hit us with one right now all right well i look at it more like driving a car you get in the car you're on a road trip you're trying to get somewhere right you got a final destination in your mind whether that is the final destination it's never going to be the final destination because you always got to go somewhere but yeah like let's say you got a six hour road trip yeah like you gotta stop you gotta stop somewhere on the way whether it's to fill up you know, fill up your tank, eat, you know, reset. You're just yeah. resetting. You're taking a little break. And that's that's how I look at, you know, long-term dieting and stuff like that. It's, it's like a road trip. Yeah. You know, you're always going to have to make, you know, certain stops because of your life. Mm. You know? Yeah. That's the thing. A lot, of, a lot of people don't see, don't look into that when they're like, oh, you know what? I want to lose weight. You know, I want to be healthier. But then they just want to go from point A to B. You know what I mean? Sure. And yeah, there there is point A to B, but on the way to B, there's a lot of stops. There's a lot of different things, and and that doesn't mean you're never gonna get to point B. It's just you're gonna get there, but you gotta do what's necessary. You gotta fill up. You gotta reset. You gotta stretch out. You know what I mean? And that's you gotta, you gotta take a break. Mm-hmm. And that and then when you're back in the car driving, that that's not exactly starting over. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's you're a, you're still starting. You're over. still moving towards something. Yeah, you just took a little a little break to you know recharge your battery, so to speak, and then just go. So what about the person who's listening to this calling bullshit and everything we're saying and saying, "Bitch, I stopped for two years." No, fucking, nobody goes st- stops on the side of the I ninety five for two years. Well, fucking turn off the podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I mean sometimes people take longer breaks, but it's also like you got to think like the only thing that's gonna pass is time. Like time's always gonna pass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether you're doing what you need to do or yeah. not, it's still good. the time's gonna be the same. It's not gonna speed up or slow down for you. And I also you know? I also think you know people that do t- do end up taking an extended um, break for want of a better word from this type of mm-hmm. stuff. You know I don't think that they give themselves enough credit for what they are doing. They're rather focusing all of their mindset on what they're not doing. But th- life is a complex bastard you know what i mean there's yeah. lots of things going on lots of responsibilities lots of experiences that are happening in your life and i think that people need to give themselves way more credit that's me included so yeah so how i came to that you know idea was i'm, I'm journaling a lot more now like so, so i'm writing down my thoughts my gratitude lists all that kind of stuff but i'm doing it way more regularly now 
and it's having a profound impact on my experience because it's shifting my mindset from focusing on oh Jesus I missed the gym today or I only did three workouts this week or whatever it's it's shifting my mindset which is changing the thoughts that I have most regularly because I'm putting that time aside every day maybe 10 minutes 15 minutes it actually it depends on how how good I'm feeling or how tired I'm feeling as to how long I will write but that simple act of opening up a word document called journal every day <laughs> and actually being critical of my own thoughts and challenging my own negative bias yeah. which I that is my go-to mindset think, is the negative yeah I mean it is it's for most people too and I think uh, just journaling, I think that's a form of meditation. Right. You know, I'm big on meditation. Like I always tell people like, hey, take five to ten minutes a day to just cool down. Like, yeah, be be free. Like, don't it doesn't have to be meditation where you're like sitting there like, oh, um, no, no. It's you know a, mis- what I mean? it's a like, misconception. Think, yeah, they get the wrong idea. Like meditation could be me sitting on this couch like this for like five minutes, listening to some music, you know, yeah. trying to trying to get away. Yeah. Um, just to, cause everything right now is so like fast paced. Sure. Go, go. We're always on the go. Like our society, like the way we are nowadays is way different than the way it used to be. Like we're go, 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 go. You know what I mean? I, th- and I it's think, like, I think even in the last five years, it's, it's, it's got to that point. Yeah. That's why people get like addicted to their phones and it's just, everything is like, go, like we go to work, we go to school, we got to do this, we got to do that. And yeah. it's like. It's almost abnormal for people to be like, say it's cool to like, dude, chill, just chill out, you know. But also, like, how I, absolutely difficult that is. Exactly, exactly. Because like you mentioned, you know, phone addiction, which I another is another thing that I, it's a big part of my weekly goals list is limiting my time, my screen time. Um, yeah. I'm finding it really, really challenging, you know. But um, I think that it's difficult to stop. Yeah, it is. A buddy yeah. of mine said, try doing nothing for 10 minutes every day this week. And I was like, what? That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> you know, so I've still got a long way to go there. But, I, th- you know, a lot of people, I think, do feel that when someone says, just take 10 minutes out of your day every day. Oh, yeah. I almost, I almost so do used it. To it. Yeah, I almost do it as a test with some clients because they're so, like, wound up that I have like my clients some of them are just wound up they live a stressful life so I'm like you know what and I I, I throw it out there like you know what try to take a walk like five minute walk ten minute walk and they they, they write back like I'm like out of my mind like I'm insane like <laughs> like what like what do you like no I'm like yes you know take a bath light a candle do something like relax you know yeah. but it's so they're so used to being yeah so. I can listen I'm not preaching about this stuff from a point where I'm not like that because I am it takes effort and time yeah, I'm yeah. finding setting those goals every week is really helping um, yeah. with I don't want it to be too structured but it is helping put some structure on things and I have within my goal list a priority is a couple of priorities that are absolute non-negotiables like the meditation like the journaling I li- I have four YouTube videos that I have that I listen to every single morning. Actually, two of them are a guest that was on this podcast, a musician from LA called L. Young, 
Um, mm-hmm. And one of them is Jim Carrey motivational speech, and then another one is just a funny, uh, funny video that I like. So I've been watching those four videos every day for the past yeah. maybe month and a half, and it's all about the idea of setting a good intention for the day, right? Yeah, exactly. So listening to some good music, uh, listening to Jim Carrey give what is, in my opinion, the greatest motivational speech of all time. And then there's a funny football soccer video that I watch that gives me a big belly laugh. So it's, it is little things like that that can have a huge impact. Yeah. You know? and, and it's important for people to understand that it's, not, it's never going to be the same. You know, yeah. like what you, what you do to find that isn't ever no. going to be the same for someone else. You know no, what I mean? Not it, at all. They no. don't have to watch videos. They can do something else. That, sure. like, you know, they can go out in their garden and plant for five minutes just play around in the dirt i don't care but if that works for you it works for you yeah you know yeah i think and we're going to get on to talking about you know social media and the message that some people with Mm -hmm. maybe not the best of intentions are putting out there that if you don't do what i do you're never going to be x y or z you're never going to be h-a-p-p-y you're never going to be you know, body confidence and all this, and it drives me absolutely insane. Actually, fuck it, let's just talk about that now. Fuck it. Um, you know? Yeah. You're getting yeah. me riled up, dude, I'm in. Oh, man, you, your <laughs> cheeks are going even redder now. Ah! <laughs> so why did you want to talk about this? I think the problem with, the problem with it, see, I'm already getting flustered, I'm, I'm pissed. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, before, before you it, say what the problem with it is, maybe you can uh-huh. explain what it is better than I just did. All right. Well, what me and Dan talked about the other day was that the um, what we see on social media, and that it's not saying that social media is bad. I believe that social media is is great. I think it's like one of the best things that has ever happened. But it also can be the worst depending on how you use it. Right. And I think a lot of people use it are not only just for like using it to make money, which yeah. is fine too. That's fine. I'm not going to hate on someone trying to make money off online. Sure. You know? that, this is what people do now. Yeah. But it's like with the wrong intentions, as you said. You okay, know? so give an, exa- give an example. So you got a lot of people, just because they have a lot of followers, that means they have a lot of influence on people. And that means they're going to be you know, selling products that they know doesn't work. But the money in their head is like, okay, it's worth being a sellout. It's worth ripping people off. Giving, so mis- I'll just do giving misinformation. They're worse than Trump, some of them. Yeah, yeah. Misinformation all over the place. So it's it it ticks me off to see like people that really wanna like work on their health and nutrition and just fitness in general, like logging on their, their Instagram or whatever and seeing all this trap like trash and then they're falling for it because it's like after a while, it's like, it's too much. It's like, where do we look for the truth? Like, what is, is this true? Is this not true? Who do I believe? Yeah. And it, it just becomes a big mess. So that's why I try to stay out of that side of it. And well, just I, try to. I think that your page is the antithesis to that issue. Because that's how you set it, set out your stall. Instead of going yeah. for the easy, quick money or the easy, quick, well, you do go for the easy laugh sometimes. I'm not going to give you that yeah. one. But nah. um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that, by setting out your intention in that way, you are part of the solution to the problem of people like me, people like many people that I know saying, I do nothing because I don't know what to believe. Yeah. It's and you, so end up, you end up getting so 
oh, so confused and overwhelmed by the amount of misinformation because you don't know which feckin' information is miss. Yeah, and then and it's also you have that aspect of it, and then you also have you know, oh man, they live the perfect life. They're so perfect. Like, I wish I could go to the gym twenty three times a week, and I wish I could have eighteen fucking thousand Tupperware containers full of, you know, like from the local supplement yeah. shop that cooks chicken. Yeah. Like, dude, that's such bullshit. Yeah. Like, so why, they're do, not they, living why, like why that. do they have so many followers? That's what I don't know. I don't know. Some of them got better asses than me. Yeah, me too. Damn. Damn. I don't know how they do it. So, yeah, give them that. But (laughs) (laughs) that's what it is, maybe. I don't know. This is just a question and answer session between me and you, my friend. Yeah. Um, Like, I don't I don't post shirtless pictures. I'm sure if I posted like shirtless pictures, I might get like a few extra thousand. It's not. But I don't It's not for the want of people asking. Yeah, it's mm. you got asked all the time. Like the most you're going to give is a bit of tricep action. Yeah, it's my go-to, you know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not paying to, I'm paid to play, you know what I mean? Hey man, I love that you don't do the shirtless picture thing. I don't do it for a different reason. It's, it, it's, it's hard. It's, it's just hard. You know how it is. Like it's hard to want to post pictures of yourself sometimes, you know. But it is, it, yeah. it, it helps me seem like I'm human because most of the time it's just a logo. I don't even know if people think I'm real sometimes. Like they just think I'm some like weird corporation or business or well, something. Well, with a, that with a have killer a sense of humor, thing. those corporations don't have a killer sense of humor or swear a lot. Yeah, well, that was one thing when I started. My dad told me that's one thing I remember. My dad told me, "Hey, you shouldn't swear so much on Facebook. It's not good." And I said, "Like, I was like, fuck off, dude." <laughs> fuck that. But I do think that you. The way you are setting out, you know, crafting your message, and that's what you're doing. You are constantly crafting a message of health and wellness and fitness for people who want real, in my opinion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah. Like and that, it, it's that's, just... that's one of the most common comments that I see on your page from your followers, you know, from people who are into your message. It's like, Jesus Christ, thank you. Somebody said it. Yeah. Or, thank you. Yeah. I was wondering about that, and I, person A told me one thing, person B told me another thing. So now I believe that this is the truth, as long as they don't start stop believing you as well. Yeah, I love, I love it when like, if someone takes the time to write that in my comment, that like makes my day. Like I always say, like that made my day, but it actually does because it's like it's yeah. kind of cool to see like, oh, thank you. I was, I was yeah. wondering that, or when people tag their friends, like, hey, hey, we were just. Just talking about this, like that—that's good. Yeah, and I, I want people to do that. You know, people to be like, "Hey, you." Like, let me tag all this. You know. Yeah, but it's like when I, you know, because I never put—I I very rarely put up a picture of myself or whatever without a message attached to it. You know, mm-hmm. and my yeah. only goal with this podcast, like, I never want to make money off it ever. Don't care. I'll—I'll I'll do some other podcasts for that stuff. You know, I want to keep this free for everyone forever because all I want to do is have conversations with people about what makes them tick better, what's make, what makes them happier, and that other people will take X, Y, and Z from whatever episode they listen to. And just like you love that feedback that you get on your page, mm-hmm. the amount of people who come to me and say, 
Jesus, I listened to your episode on Sive a couple of weeks ago, who, who told a tragic story, you know, about her, you know, she, she had an abortion when she was 19 and she came back from that experience and is now living a really amazing life. Um, and they said that they listened to her story and they, they took advice from what she was saying. Like, that's my juice. You get me? That's yeah, yeah. that's that uh, that just that genuinely makes my day as well because when somebody feeds back to you about the whole intention behind what you're doing, there's nothing better. Yeah, and that's why I love it, like how you do it, because it's compared to other people online, like going back to the other, like a lot of the majority of the the fitness pages and health pages out there, yeah. they're only showing they're only showing so much. It's only a snapshot of their whole life. You it's know, what I mean? it's carefully crafted. It's everything. Everything is careful. Their pictures, everything they say is so, you know, it's so planned out and it's it's so edited, basically. Yeah. And that's why I think what you do is really important because it's not it's 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 life. Like this is what really happens behind the scenes of all these people. No one's out there living that perfect, perfect life. There's no one. I really appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. you saying that, you know, because that is exactly what I'm trying to do. Now, listen, full disclosure, I don't post everything, every little, you know, difficult hour or difficult day. But what I do is I, I choose a, a theme more so than an experience or a, yeah. a train of thought that I was thinking that has helped me immensely change my mindset or, you know, change what I'm trying to do. And I think, yeah, I think the guys who will read this on my Instagram or Facebook or my friends, you know, actual people who I see in real life, will get yeah. things from this. And when I do get that feedback, it really it brings me so much joy, man. Yeah, and you know, you know how it is. It kind of goes in waves, you know. Mm. It you some like the theme, like you mentioned the theme. Some it goes in waves. Like sometimes you're gonna be have a super positive message all the time, yeah. but then when you start, when you personally start to feel a little down. The, yeah. the it, a wave goes in, you know, it goes right. down a little bit, and you can kind of sense that in different posts. Sure, sure. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't have that. It's always, yep, I'm good, I'm perfect. Like yeah, we're doing yeah. it, you know. Well, let me post some old pictures because, like, the last three <laughs> weeks, like I'm off the rails, but I'm gonna show everyone, like, I am still perfect. Yeah, I think you know? that there is a shift happening towards more candid and sometimes mm-hmm. difficult to hear stuff. Because people relate to that way more. I want to see that way more from people who I am interested in. Like I've yeah. unfollowed and unfriended so many pages and things that I thought that I was into a few years ago now. Because I just all I'm interested in is authenticity. Yeah. And you know my girl Meg Brown and her girl Erin Brown. And you know all of these amazing people who did not mess around when it came to being honest. That's yeah. how they built what they're doing yep. up to where it is exactly and that's who yeah. i'm inspired by you know i think the people you mentioned they are they knew from the start they were ahead they were they knew like yeah. there was a false false idea of perfect sure. you know what i mean sure and they, they just they just got out there and like i'm just gonna be myself yeah and then that just it's it's obvious it's clear you know yeah i also want to give a shout out to karen preen and Amber Mickelson, who are another two people who I know and who are forging their own paths so well. And um, again, it's all about authenticity. I gotta be honest though, bro. I don't see it a lot from men. No. 
is that we have that we have that hidden away somewhere for most of them, you know? Yeah, and you know, suicide is the biggest killer of men worldwide, besides heart disease. Mm-hmm. But the biggest killer of men between the ages of fifteen and forty-five, worldwide. That's another reason why I wanted to get this podcast going, and I love talking to both genders or whatever gender on my podcast. I don't discriminate, but I particularly get um, a lot of feedback from other men similar to... How old are you? 32. Yeah, I'm 36. Bra- breaking news. You just broke it. Oh, damn. I can edit that out <laughs> if you want. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of heart, hearts breaking across the world, thinking you were 22 or 23. Uh, I was going to lie about it. I was like, ugh. Yeah, but, I, should, yeah. I, should, I should have given that pre before we recorded there. Yeah. No, but I'm, 32. You know, and the fact that me and you are sitting here, I'm sitting in Kildare in Ireland, pissing rain outside, you're sitting in LA, and we're talking over the internet about mental health, about wellness, about fitness. I want to forward that connection with men all over the world. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a pandemic suicide yeah. men and just and it's because of the re- one of the reasons is because of what you just said there you keep it hidden away i ain't yeah. talking about that hell no yeah i think a, a lot of people uh i don't know if it's men and women or just men or women but i think a lot of it is just men go through the same a lot of the same stuff that women do you know as far as mentality goes and social you know you know, they always made a big deal about like magazines and models, like supermodels and stuff. And like, yeah. oh, it's not good for women because they look at that as like unreachable, unattainable, and it just self esteem. Like, men are the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, they're, the same they're, thing. At, they're as impacted by the messages that advertisers and people yeah. with a lot of clout, whether it be a big business magazine or whether it's a big Facebook uh, page, yeah. we are just as susceptible, I believe, to women. To, sorry, yeah. we are just as susceptible as women at uh, feeling inferior, feeling less sexy, feeling less valued, not feeling like we are enough. This yeah. is the problem, bro. We're yeah. walking around, yeah, feeling like the, no matter what we do that day, no matter what we do that week, that month, that year, we are not enough. That is at the heart, I believe, of a lot of difficulties, suicide, mental health issues, particularly in men. I have to do X, Y, and Z now or else I won't be enough. And the kicker is you do X, Y, Z, then ABC, and you're still sitting there like a fucking dickhead saying, I'm still not enough, and you're exhausted. So what's the solution? The solution is changing your mindset and believing that you are more than enough as you are. You can improve if you want, but you are more than enough right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm still struggling with that to a, to a large degree, but I'm way further along the line of getting there than I was, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, exactly. Everybody, that, everybody listening to this right now, you, so, are, you are enough. You are more than enough. I love you. So you just, you just, you just kind of proved it. You're not starting over anything, you know what I mean, yeah. from your hiatus. You're yeah. not starting over because you have that. You know that already. You know? Yeah. So you, you're always learning. Yeah. You're learning, you're getting better, you know? Yeah, exactly. But you, but your starting point is be, is that you are enough. Exactly. That's do you, all do, it you, is. do you feel me on that one? 
Yeah, I have. Like, do you, sure. do you, I know you probably don't want to go into it too deeply, but just briefly, do you ever have moments in, in your life where you kind of feel, fuck, I'm not, not that you're not feeling great, but that you're not enough. Like, do you, do you sense that? From what I'm yeah, yeah. Like, um, that's why when I mentioned, when I mentioned those waves and the themes. Oh, you were talking about yourself. It, it, yeah. Well, from personal experience too. And just from, you know, seeing what other people go through. Yeah. It, it it happens to everyone, I think. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like some people are just better at covering it up, but that's not a good thing. You know, that's no. not necessarily a great thing. But every, everyone goes through different, you know, tough times and and it's just how you deal with it and how you can, like you said, reframe your mindset around it. You know, we I'll all go through I'll, difficult stuff. Yeah, I agree. But I'll tell you why it's so important to gain that awareness of that dialogue that's in your head that's saying you are not enough. Because once you have an awareness of something, you can do something about it. I spent years and years feeling this way. But the critical point was that I wasn't aware that I was thinking that way. Mm-hmm. And then I, trained, yeah, yeah. then I trained to be a social care worker, trained to be a psychotherapist and counselor. Um, and through that learning and teaching and talking to friends and you know, talking to like-minded people who are into wellness on this very podcast... I gained that knowledge that I can't do shit unless I'm aware that I need to do shit about something. Yeah. A lot of that is education. Yeah. And and learning, that's how I look at it, you know. Do you know how and, hard do you know how hard it is to listen to actually hear what you're thinking? It's so it's a difficult skill. Yeah. Yeah, it comes back to being a skill again. I hate right. it. Right. <laughs> Damn. But you know, but the thing here is that that's another good point where I say that everything's like a skill. When I I have that in my head where I look at stuff as a skill. I like so, that. So if something, let's say I'm going through something that's it's a tough time, you know, let's say family stuff or whatever it may be that affects people or yeah. me, I'm looking at it like a skill. So how how am I going to get better through that situation? You know, and how am I going to deal with it? Yeah. So, and the thing about like learning a skill and practicing a skill is like, you got to do it to get better. Right. You know, you can't just like, I know, put it off to the side. Sorry to uh, cut across you here, but this is so important. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Because it's, do you know why it's so important? And why I'm cutting across you is because it sounds so fecking obvious, right? Yeah. You got to do stuff to get Mm -hmm. better at things. To feel better up here, yeah, that's exactly. so hard. That's so hard when you're demotivated. It is, and that's why I learned a lot of that from just working with clients in general. Okay. Like, because I I have a lot of clients that are, you know, they have different situations going on. There's never a weekend where I'm like getting my check-ins where I don't get like some crazy story like you know like this happened to my aunt and you know i was in this city be out of nowhere and it's just a really bad time and it's just like and then they come back two days later and they're like you know what i'm having a hard time getting back on it but my message to them is always a like it happened we're gonna we're gonna learn how to deal with it so whenever next time something happens we're going to be able to roll with the punches a little bit better. And then from then on out, we're going to be better and better and better and better. And that's the same thing you can kind of apply to life. That's how I kind of learned it. Yeah, so Just you're, from- you're back to talking about skill building. So to build mm-hmm. to build the skill, you, you said you have to do the thing, the small thing that makes you better at what you need to be doing. 
yeah but that getting we're back to starting again to to take those first tentative steps into building that skill can be quite scary it's quite quite fearful i really get that but you've got like there is no other option like stay yeah. the, stay the same what's the phrase some stay something or something the some 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 weird shit you know i'm not big on motivational change, quotes here. change the same or remain the same or some shit something about that oh damn oh, I, you know i suck at those quotes you know oh, i hate that shit well we're, t- we're two brothers that suck at that <laughs> obviously i mean the only uh, qu- the only quote that i love and i dole it out all the time is energy flows where attention goes and that's a beautiful one is that bruce lee oh probably i don't know i think <laughs> i think it's like justin bieber or something nah no i say some quotes i don't know why i don't i don't get on end up on like memes and quote I actually think that a nice idea for your um, page and your brand going forward would be for you to reword famous motivational quotes <laughs> in your own language. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, wrote one, I wrote one the other day in my emails. I was like really impressed myself. I was like, damn. I was like, fuck, that was good. I, I was like. Can you remember? I had, some, I had someone. Uh, she kept. She sent like three different emails protein she uh kept offering like asking about a very minuscule um minuscule thing in her nutrition plan you know like should i take protein at this time she was very concerned nutrition timing yeah like nutrition timing she was very concerned about it and i was just you know i told her like don't worry too much about that we have everything dialed in which is good like we'll work on that later on down the road but right now it's really not important and i said when you give fucks about things that don't matter, you're just wasting your fucks. Okay? I said that. I was like, fuck it. That's all I could think of at the time. Uh, well, and I was how, too how lazy did, to how Google. Did this, how did this client respond to that advice? She said, okay, thanks, Obar. You're the best. Oh. Uh, did she put an XX at the end of it? <laughs> Some emoji hearts and everything. So, you know. Just a uh, typical check-in. Oh, no. yeah. I so say you love, you love Sundays. <laughs> uh, okay man we're talking we've talked about starting again i hope that the people have got some or the listeners have got some nice tips from that or at least some insight into what it takes and what certainly my experience has been and hopefully won't be too many more times but you know i gotta be honest it it's a possibility but what i am doing is getting way way better at it um yeah. and better at not calling it starting again more importantly uh, the second, the other thing we were kind of discussing was uh, don't listen to all the social media people who are all up on there with this impossibly, you know, perfect life. I don't like that phrase, perfect life, but I think that everybody should be searching for the real in others. There's you know, like seven. How... There's like seven point five billion people on the earth, and <laughs> I'll tell you right now, no one out there has a perfect diet. Okay. Let's get yeah. that. Yeah. Let's get that thrown out there. Yeah, that's actually one thing I did want to say to you. I really appreciate your message of not completely crapping on all, on a specific diet, but by your, your your consistent message is always diet or you know nutrition approach A will work for this person. It won't work for the other person. It's not mm. a one fits all industry yeah. or you know endeavor you got to figure out what works best for you, and that's why hiring a coach like Stephen Obert would be very beneficial because he knows his stuff. 
Yeah. Speaking of you knowing your stuff, actually, I think we need to get to the questions ah, that were put to us in the Team Obar Muscle um, Facebook page, which anybody listening to this can join if you're interested in, in getting more from Stephen um, and jokes from me. I don't really have any advice around all this stuff. Sure this, is, this is your, your gig. Oh, we start off with Shelly Ann McInnes Chenier. Is it Chenier or Chenier? Either Shen. way, listen, Shelly, I'm from Dublin, so I pretty much um, I'm certain that I've butchered all of your name apart from the first part, Shelly. Thoughts on bariatric, bariatric surgery? Is what um, are we? I I googled this because I saw this question and I I hadn't a clue. But it's 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 reducing the size of your stomach, right? Yeah, I think there's like a couple different kinds. It's not liposuction. So no. liposuction is where they actually like take out you know a bunch of fat yeah, out yeah, of your yeah. body. Yeah. But the gastric bypass, I think there's yes, two of them. And they either I, I don't know if they staple it or one of them might be stapling it like staple your stomach or just tying it off to make it smaller. Now, in general, what do you think about this idea in relation to fitness and nutrition? Um, I think for some people it's good. It's it's a last resort though. I would I would put it as like anything surgical is probably a last resort. You know. That's a good rule of thumb, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of similar to like you know in other surgeries. <laughs> yeah, in life, you, you know, last resort get it, get surgery. But I feel like if you're at a point where you do need um, like bariatric surgery, yeah, and the doctors are all for it, like. It could be a good thing, you know, but and the reason why, like the reason how it works is when when they do make the stomach smaller, you can't eat much food. OK, well, I mean, so, logically, it makes complete sense to me. And that's my uh, only input on this question. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean, it's, like it's quite you, an extreme thing to do, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I think it's something like you can eat 500 calories a day. What? And that's why that's why people like. I just, like you, I just, you, I just had that amount while the Skype call dropped there for <laughs> for like twelve seconds. <laughs> I accidentally fell down and ate five hundred calories. Five hundred calories went in my mouth one time. I tripped in my kitchen. No, but like that surgery works because of that. You because can't of eat because that. maths, huh? Because maths, mathematics. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you can only take in 500 calories or some like some ridiculously small amount, but for people that get you know accepted into that surgery, they like, have to be they, pretty obese, right? They have to be pretty obese, and okay. it's uh, so that's the reason why it works because they have a lot of tissue on their body that can they can go a long time with very minimal calories. Yeah, because I've so, I watched that TV show, My Six Hundred Pound Life. I don't know if mm -hmm. you ever watched it. It's one of the most yeah, yeah. unbelievable shows. Like I don't really watch TV ever. That's another thing I've done to improve my wellness. By the way, <laughs> recently is watch way less t television, but I uh -huh. have seen a good few episodes of that, and oh my god, it's it's the stories are just harrowing. Yeah, you get hooked on it. And you know what? I mean, I'd be googling the, those people at the end of each episode because you never find out anything about how they got on medium to long term it's always they come back after six months i think or something huh you check out and i could never find any of them so i wish them all well anyway okay next yeah. question is well there's so many i mean i hope we get to all of them we'll do our best chris, yeah, yeah i'll chris, try to go chris, through some chris tucker wants your thoughts on artificial sweeteners whether it's sugar alcohols aspartame splendor or whatever i eat at least something from this group every day should i be worried all right well um 
I want to, that's a good question, obviously. But I want to say, like, right before I answer that, I want to say that I just want to go back to my Facebook and what I post sometimes. Okay. And I, I do always talk about, um, you know, I show that we can eat foods with sugar, you know, like pizza, burgers. We can have that or have like a drink or two on the weekends or whatever. Go out with friends and live your life. And people, I think, take that the wrong way and think like I'm encouraging oh, yeah. people to just eat shit. Like, hey, go out and eat shitty foods and we're all going to be healthy. Like, I'm not saying that at all. No, you're, but preaching, I'm trying you're, to, you're preaching that balance, bro. Yeah, I'm just like it might come off like that sometimes, but I'm just trying to encourage and like help people who actually want to live their life like you can do that without constantly trying to demonize like certain foods and that's certain it. things that's all you, you know need I mean? to say on that in my opinion because you're talking what you're talking there about is changing a mindset of somebody yeah like even yeah, exactly. now like if i have a burger or if i have you know a bag of fries whatever mm. i because i've developed a really um instinctive awareness of my thought processes now I catch myself thinking the food is bad or the food is such and such when actually, yeah. and then in that moment, what I'm managing to do is think, okay, this is a lot more calories than I'd like for this portion of my overall intake for the day, but it fits yeah. in with my goals for that day. Exactly. You know, and that's the way, that's the way I try to, I want people to start learning. You know, I want people to start feeling that after a while because it's a lot easier to think like how you just uh, gave that example. It's a lot easier to do that than continue to go out and eat a burger and fries and just hate yourself, you know, or like hate the day. It, yeah. It's fucked. My day's fucked. I ate a burger. Well, like, no. What I, but what I will say to you is changing the mindset and catching your thoughts like that has to be your intention because and it's not easy. Oh, it's not. No. Do you know what I mean? I know to it you it might it might sound easier than the alternative of continuing to eat fast food seven times a day and hate yourself all day long. But I yeah, actually, yeah. I find that really easy. <laughs> oh, I do too. Like, I'll be honest. Like I, I, I'll be honest, dude, I'm the same. The like, hard, not, part, is the hard part is changing your mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like I slip up all the time and I have days where I'm like, YOLO, I don't give a fuck. You know, like, Oh, burger and fries. Cool. I'm fucked up. Might as well get a donut and some ice cream after my day's ruined you know but it's like in, in my head i also know like that's not how it works no no you know what that's I mean? nice i'm sure your um followers will like that you yeah. said that because i'm human i, I don't human. have a perfect diet guys i'm not a perfect person i eat more ice cream than most folks <laughs> <laughs> okay chris has another question which i really like oh make. but let me uh, oh yeah uh, sorry you want to go back uh, to yeah art the artificial sweeteners <laughs> thing I think it's uh, poison is in the dosage, you know. If you're doing everything in moderation, I, I wouldn't worry about it, you know. I think stressing about it is probably worse than the actual a couple cans of Diet Coke would ever do to you, Yeah. you know. Yeah. I think, like, even according to the studies, I think, like, they did on rats where it showed negative effects. I'll drop a little science for you. Oh. They, um, <laughs> it was, like, equivalent to giving a human, like, I don't even know, like, hundreds to a couple thousand cans of Coke, a diet Coke every day. And so then, and then they put, they publish that ish as if it's, yeah. you know, you can't have that one, um, little sachet of Splenda in your coffee in the morning. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that at all. Awesome. awesome. As long as you're not doing it every single meal and trying to get, you're trying to live a zero calorie life cause you're just <laughs> diet everything. Like, 
Then it's a little too much, dude. <laughs> balance, people, balance. Okay, yeah. Chris, Chris's second question is a particular uh, bugbear of mine, and it's about gym etiquette, and it's around people standing way too close to you when you're trying to finish off your whatever it is, four supersets of uh, squats, whatever. Um, some people stand so damn close to me, I feel like they're spotting. I feel like they're spotting, and I end up rushing my sets. They usually don't want to work. They don't want to work in when I ask. Can I tell them to f off? Mm. She wants to know how do we deal with this. What do uh, you do? Um, are you tell them to fuck off. Do you? Though? No, I'm just, no, no, you don't. I'm pretty. I'm. I'm very nice to everyone at the gym, but uh. I usually give a like a um, if I'm doing like let's say I'm doing squats in the squat rack and someone's like hey like how many more you got yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. Yeah. I usually give them like minutes like like oh, I okay. got like I'll say like I got three sets so it's gonna be another like ten minutes dude yeah or or yeah. like something like that so at least they know because I think a lot of the people they they're not trying to be dumb yeah but they are being dumb because they stand so close and it's yeah. just um they just don't want to lose that machine after. But I'd yeah. say like, you know, like, hey, I got three sets, 10 minutes and, and then I'll, I'll let you know when I'm done. And hopefully they go away like a little yeah. bit, give you some room, like go around the corner. Because Chris says like he does say, um, do you want to work in? Which is mm. what my go to is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nine times out of 10, that works. Got to be honest. Mm. But obviously in Chris's experience now, he's had a few, few bad ones recently where people say no. And then still have their ass over his head when he's bench pressing. Yeah. Like that is like, then you, I guess you got to kind of say like, you know, Hey, like I'll let you know when I'm done. And then yeah, if they you, don't take, yeah. if they don't take the hint, then it's kind of like, I don't know. You either got to say something like, Hey dude, can you buzz off for a little bit? Like it's really tricky. Cause I mean, I, I reckon for me, it would depend what mood I'm in at that moment. Yeah. And I, I know Chris, uh, Chris goes to, he goes to the gyms out by my house, like okay. like in the L.A. area, so I know what he can deal with around here. They might not be the same as they are over there. Uh, probably there's not. There's I, I would imagine that we're, there's a lot more um, politeness going on in Ireland, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. there's more polite, more common sense maybe even. Not a lot of yeah. it going around over here. Yeah, that's that, that may be the case. Because I don't come across this very much, and it's quite friendly yeah. in my gym. I'm in two gyms, and it's quite friendly in both of them. So, Chris, yeah. I'm not sure, buddy. I think you gotta, as politely as you can, say <laughs> f off without saying it. And yeah, it's you so got you, you yeah exactly. And you but you gotta be assertive either way. If it's yeah. really bothering you, you're not gonna get what value out of what you're engaged in and move on to something else. You know. Yeah. But best of luck, Chris, and thanks for the question. Kim Dersherer, er, I never mm -hmm. know how to pronounce Kimmy's name. She's a good friend of both of ours. Yeah. But I'm going to go for Kim Dersherer right now. Kim killing. she's killing it lately. Yes, yeah, she she's, is. She's a hero. Yeah. So she wants to talk about the ramifications of overeating. She has a massive appetite, and she could eat and eat and eat and never be full. Um, she said that she's managed to curb it since September. And here we come to the money shot, and her mind is getting around the long game strategy as opposed to the end game strategy. But she fears she'll fall back into her old ways. You know, it's a lot of what we've talked about so far in changing mindset to what she describes there from 
you know, not really having an end result in mind and having a, a, a consistency strategy yeah, <laughs> is what I would exactly. call it. Yeah. Consistency and patience are something that we need to yeah. strive for. Not perfection. We need to strive for consistency and just having the patience. Yeah. I just realized that she didn't actually ask a question there. I suppose she wants to know the ramifications of overeating. Well, Kim, if, do you know the same way Stephen's been preaching for years and stuff that we do? If you're eating in a cal- calorie surplus, you're gonna put it, you're gonna gain weight. Yeah. Um, I know we don't have enough time to go into the intricacies of macro breakdown at the moment. We might do another podcast on that soon if you want. Um, she wants to know if too much red meat is a thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure it can be like, you can't just, I, uh, yeah, I guess, but no, I wouldn't worry. Like, I think, I think you, she's talking about like, you know, these other bullshit studies about red meat being a direct cause of cancer. And, uh, no, uh, that's, uh, know. I would chalk that up to like, same as like artificial sweetener type talk. It's, yeah. it wouldn't be, it would take you massive, massive amounts yeah. And I doubt you're eating four cows in one sitting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, she actually says she has a 40 ounce ribeye once a year. But, Kimmy, it's once a year. Chill. Yeah. You've got not. this. You're killing it. You're my inspiration at the moment. I think, like, I think overeating in general, like, just overeating, like, she, I think she said something about she has a massive appetite, which is common for sure. a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, I think just something like that is a good – it's good to create habits when you're dieting or losing yeah. weight because she's my client. She's a one-on-one client. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. But um, what people with massive appetites need to do – I like I don't know like if everyone knows. Like I used to like do competitive eating. Like I would do challenges. Like I would just eat dumb. But it was like, I have a massive appetite. Like, not a lot fills me up. So, what I need to do at my meals is like have very high volume foods like broccoli, spinach. Like, yeah. they're lower calorie, but very filling. Yeah. You know, yeah. eat a lot of them. So, I do that like a lot of meals. I eat lots of spinach, lots of broccoli just because I can really load it up. Yeah. You know, and I think that helps people with massive appetites to find that and start building habits off that. Absolutely. I am. Um... The next question is a tricky one. It's can you track and try and eat well without becoming disordered about your eating? Maria wants to know how does she ditch the diet mentality? How does she become friends with food in general? Which I really like the way she phrased that. How does she become friends with food? Because, you know, we got to eat. So how does it not become a burden on us? For me, Maria, what worked for me, and I'm coming from a place where my whole mindset around food has shifted i'm not quite as food is fuel as where i'd like to be because that's where i'd really like to be food is fuel and then the occasional kind of thing that i really enjoy but my my history of disordered eating is around food for comfort you know so we're talking 20 inch pizzas or some shit from domino's a couple of times a week which is one of those is like Oh, it's amazing! Don't get me wrong, but oh, it's fine. not. But it, what, I'm ta- what I'm talking about is the intention of why I ordered it. It was comfort, yeah, and it was a yeah. disordered way of looking at food. So, what I try to do in terms of changing my mindset around it, Maria, is basically seeing 
food as fuel for my day and for my workouts and working I worked directly with Obar as well about two or three years ago and he really helped me with that and other people who I've followed it's it's you have to actively try and change your mindset from comfort if that is what how you view food to um to fuel that's my advice what's your advice yeah I agree with that but I also think like it's hard to completely turn that off I don't think we're ever going to turn that off on someone you know we're never going to turn off that comfort or seeing food as you know being happy i don't think we're, we're going to turn that off you know what i mean yeah like i i don't i know a lot it sounds good like oh let's just look at food as pure fuel and not you know like yeah but like you said i think we, it's a good thing to look at it like food is fuel but i also think how you said you also know on occasion yeah there are going to be times but i i think that come, kind of comes down to how it helps to look at it like there are going to be times, you know. Yeah. That's why I always say like eat a burger, you know, eat a burger, and, yeah. you know, live live your life because yeah. we all we're all going to have a life. We're not trying to detract from our lives because yeah. we're trying to be healthy. We're trying to like enhance our lives. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're because, trying to enhance and not detract. Yeah, but when we're talking about disordered eating, that can, it's not just overeating, it can be undereating, it can be super high, yeah. you know, adherence to tracking like a professional athlete even mm-hmm. more stringent than a professional athlete would. Yeah. And that has its own ramifications as well because it's all about the psychology behind it. The addictive nature of that tracking is the exact same dynamic as the addictive nature of food itself to somebody like me who was a comfort eater, for example. Yeah. Um, so I would advise just look, look at why you're doing what you're doing. Exactly. And also look at it as a temporary thing to track. Yes. Like yeah. I tell my people, like I, I tell my clients, like I don't want you to – have to track forever you know tracking is just a way to get data like i don't track like yeah. i'll be honest like i don't everyone thinks like well this guy's a tracking master on my fitness pal like i barely use that shit yeah. you know it's been years it's been years since i've tracked and like when i do track it's for three days you know what i mean yeah it's like when i'm trying to do something different i'm like okay let me track and see where i'm at right now and that way i can adjust because i already i've already put in that work yeah. i feel like i've, I've put in the like I've worked enough where it's like I know what I'm eating and I've created – my thing is I've created like um, a habits. Like I've created habits. So I was just going to say like when you did use MyFitnessPal, it helped you. It's, like you said, it's a measurement tool. It's a tool to, to kind of help you build those habits that become natural over time. Because like I'm, I'm normal. I don't have – we don't have willpower that lasts forever. We're never going to have willpower yeah. Okay, like I think a lot of people think, oh, my willpower is good. I'm good. That's not gonna last. If all you have is willpower for a week or two, that's not gonna last. You need to like use the willpower, that time of willpower, yeah, to like start um, creating habits. Like yeah, that's the beauty a, of like habit creation is like yeah. you have that foundation. You know exactly, what I mean? it's an important. I think it's a very important point because um, when people say my willpower is good, they're talking about that day or that week. You exactly. can't say so, yeah. something like that and make it applicable to your whole life experience because shit happens, dudes. Life goes up, life goes down. I'll, I'll have a hor- I'll have a horrible willpower, like week, a week of yeah. no willpower. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But my habits Yolo. are so, yeah, my habits are so like created and structured that it's like I'm so structured, like. So you slip back into I, them easily. I have no willpower, but somehow I stuck to my plan like 95 percent because. 
I'm fucking too ingrained in this structure where it's yeah. like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. That's such an important, you know I mean? such an important point. Yeah, I think that's all. That's what happened, and that's why I like. Um, I, I'll, I'll say it. I, I like the flexible dieting, you know. But if it fits your macros, oh you know, yeah, I like that too. I, yeah. I like it, but I'm more. I like to call it uh, flexible and educated dieting. Okay, it because doesn't, it doesn't like, have the same ring. Yeah, I think it's like a common, like a misconception of the whole fitting, fitting it in, you know, yeah. like fitting that in. I'm more like, you know, like get that structure down. Yeah. Get get a solid foundation and then make it pretty at the end, like with that 20% of like, you know, your life. If it fits your lifestyle, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's I actually like that a lot better if it fits your lifestyle. Yeah, because we all have lives, and that's what I'm trying to like help people. Because all a lot of the people they just kind of go like you know oh here's how you do it hundred percent good luck you're like yeah. no, no that's not how we live you know no. we have lives we have different shit hits the fan every day I'm just trying to teach people how to roll with the punches here yeah so we got a couple of questions left um, we're nearly running out of time right. so um, Alita Stone wants to know some strategies to break free from stress emotional binging we kind of touched on that a little bit there. It has to begin with examining why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, you can tell this person or person A to do X, Y, and Z to change their habits around stressful and emotional binging. And I know from personal experience, unless you find out why you're doing it, it's going to be very difficult to break free from it. So the only strategy in my view, and it may take therapy, you know, it may take reaching out to a professional who, you know, a counselor who you can talk to, but you need to be in a room with somebody who can hear your story, hear what's going on for you. And only when you gain an awareness of what is driving the binge, what is driving the reason for the emotional distress, then you'll only be putting a Band-Aid on an open wound. Yeah. You know? That's, that's like... That basically sums it up right there. Yeah. There's not much more to say besides if it's a serious case and it's something that eats away at you and you know it's a problem, like you need to go talk to someone. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm never one to like try to no. handle it. I'm not. A, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not. That's not my area of expertise at all. Yeah, you know? and it is mine, so I felt comfortable yeah, enough yeah. saying that. And yeah. it is. It's sometimes you know, I'd love to be able to give Alita like six, seven, eight strategies that she can try. But yeah. none of those strategies will work unless the first step is taken, which I just described there. And I wish yeah. you the best of luck, Alita, because we're, I'm suffering myself with that. And, you know, it's its a hard road, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And, okay. and then one thing, one thing like from yeah. a nutrition side of things, it might help her. It might help a lot of people is what I find helpful is to stay busy, like stay occupied, you know. Make plans, make plans and do it, you know, stay, stick to plans, like make, like do shit, like take action. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the, the problems with people that overeat are, is just, they're bored. I know, but I, but I want to just be certain, like for this answer, she's talking about breaking free from emotional binging, but I do take your point that we we got it. I just wanted wanted to throw that that tip out for everyone else not that that wasn't to answer the question exactly but i mean like 
staying busy helps a lot of people you know what i mean yeah i couldn't agree with you more i'm more yeah. productive and busy than i've ever been and actually that moves us on to brianna derbyshire's quick fire round of questions oh, that shit. she put we thought we were getting away with those ones that we had and then she came all up in our faces there three days ago with these ones so here we go dan i'd like to hear more about your weekly goal setting how do you stop it from becoming a to-do list this is a really good point how do you stop goal weekly goal setting from becoming a to-do list you don't yeah i was gonna say what's wrong with a to-do list i don't know i love them but what i will say in relation to this answer is it's not just a to-do list a to-do to list comes out of the goal setting that is a nice guide that guides me through the week but you ask how do you stop it from becoming a to-do list i don't stop it i have a to-do list after the goals but it's just a tool it's just another tool i don't know maybe there is this kind of anti-to-do list narrative that i'm not aware of what do you think I love to do list. Me too, man. Damn, I, love I make it. it. I make one every day. I like. I have make a to do list on my to do list. <laughs> I write shit down and I check it off after I've already done it. Like the easiest shit in the world, just to make me feel accomplished. Bro, I put brush my teeth on my to do list. <laughs> yeah. I make my bed. Like I'm 36 years old and I wonder why I'm single. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Um, so Brianna's next question I'm not a big sweater unless I'm doing intense cardio which doesn't happen often anymore is that an issue or should I step up my game yeah I think step up your game Bri oh shit yeah I'm step going there I, I'm going there you gotta step it up do more intense cardio I'll be honest though why I'm not you, a sweater why do you want to sweat that's my question for Brianna <laughs> that's true I'm not a sweater either though like Brianna, are you achieving the goals that you've set out for yourself? Are you living a lifestyle that you're happy with? If yes and yes are the answers to those questions, then nobody cares and you shouldn't care whether you sweat or not. It's not important. A lot of it's genetics. Tips for getting in water on weekends. I'm good during the week, but always fall short on weekends. I don't think that's a an uncommon problem in relation to any type of habits. A lot of them kind of wane on weekends. A lot of people work Monday to Friday. In regards to tips for getting in water on weekends. Drink the shit. Yeah, to go to your tap there um, or go to the store. <laughs> like fill up a fucking glass like this and open it and then drink that shit on the weekends. How's that? <laughs> oh, damn. We're giving Brianna a hard time here. She's my client. <laughs> <laughs> and she's one of my great friends that I've made through my... Up, wake up. I want you to wake up on Saturday morning. Yeah. With a big-ass jug. You're going to fill that shit up and you're going to drink that's a good that one. shit I think that's all a, day long. That's a good tip. I think have a three-liter jug or something that you mm -hmm. fill up. Or that you even have beside your bed before you go to sleep. That's just mm -hmm. with you all the time. I know it's not practical for a lot of people, but... For me, that's what works for me. If I don't do that, then I'm dehydrated as ish. Yeah. I drink a lot. I drink a lot during my workout. I make sure I drink a lot yeah. during yeah. workout just because that's a time where I yeah just drink. Uh, who's your biggest motivator, Stephen? This is Brianna. You, this, these are still Brianna's questions. Thanks for the novel, pal. Uh, this is Dan, uh, Dan. I am. Dan's my motivator. Really. Yeah, because I'm on your podcast right now, and I'm... Oh, yeah. I have to say that, kind of. You're sucking ass, bro. <laughs> my biggest nah. motivator is my dad at the moment. He mm, is 67, and 
first darkened the door of a gym in January. So a lot of people who follow my Dankyo hey. Wellness Project Instagram and Facebook will know that I've been posting a bit about this. He's lost eight inches. Damn. He's shaping up, bro. God, he's going to be shredded. But all of his numbers have improved health-wise. Yeah. So exactly. his, you know, I don't know the specifics, but I just know that everything that he set out with his doctor in relation to going back to the gym. And he's just so unbelievably consistent. I mean, my dad is yeah. just crazy consistent. He's texting me saying, well, you go to the gym or what? You Damn. Know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, um, that's helping me in my motivation. And that's, that's who I, that's who I'm digging at the moment. Is that's there awesome. any, is there an exercise that you put in every single plant? Probably not. Easy answer. Uh, what, yeah. what, what's your favorite, like, what's your favorite lift? My, uh, shit, I don't even have one. I go through like phases. Right. I'm always like, sometimes I love deadlifting and then other times I can't stand deadlifting. And then yeah. sometimes I like squatting. Other times I hate that shit. So my favorite I mean, is standing barbell overhead press. Okay. That's a good one. There you go. I can't get my elbows perpendicular to my body though. I'm really got to work on my mobility around that. Yeah. Um, but that's my, I just feel, it just feels nice. Yeah. There's some lifts that just like, you can feel it like that's good. It's like yeah. smooth. Yeah. It works with my frame, you know, <laughs> favorite cardio. Damn. <laughs> Hell no. None. Nothing. Whatever is fun. Whatever you enjoy. What's your favorite? I like walking. The question is I'm what, are, on... what are our favorite ones? Uh, I'm big on walking. Me too. Walking and cycling. I, I cycle around when I'm, do, when I'm in work. I, can, I spend a lot of time cycling to and from appointments when I'm in the gym and I know I want to get a bit of cardio in. It's 30 minutes uphill yeah. walk. Listen to listen to an amazing podcast. Yeah, listen to this one. It's yeah. going to be over an hour probably and you're going to get a lot of cardio. Damn, this is going to this is going to run to 90 minutes. I hope you guys have plenty of time. So we're yeah. nearly we're nearly there. We're nearly there. Real push-ups, but I can't get low or push-ups on knees and go... Oh, Jesus, I don't even know what that question says in English, Brianna. I think it, <laughs> I think I read it. I think it was like, she can't do real pu regular push-ups. Yes, I'm sorry. We're giving her a hard time. I'm just having but fun now. I love it. I fired her yesterday. Oh, wow. But, like, I think she's back. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. I'm glad um, uh, oh, yeah, I know yeah, what I she's saying. She... So real push-ups, but you can't get low, or push-ups on your knees and go almost to the floor. I think that's a really good question, actually, because... Isn't it all down to what you get the most, what works you hardest? Yeah, and I was and like... It doesn't give you pain in your body, basically. I feel like that's... Uh, you're all about progression, so I feel like try to go on your... Try to do regular push-ups, but put your hand on like something raised, like a bench. Yeah. And then try, try it there. And if you can't do it there, then... Try wall push-ups or just try to yeah. keep angling down so you're getting exactly. stronger. So I, w I wouldn't see those both of those examples that Brianna gave there as part of just a A and B scenario. Yeah. They're, yeah, part, yeah. they're more part of a spectrum of the push-up. Yeah, look for something in between to work on so you can get to that real uh, push-up position. Yeah. It's not an either-or. No. Okay, last question and then we got to go, bro. Um, celebrity crush. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Damn. What do you got? Oh, Emily Blunt all day, every day, bro. Emily Blunt. Amazing right. actress. I'm going to go old school. 
I'm gonna go with J Lo. Oh damn. She's like 50. Have you seen her lately? She looks amazing. Unreal. And I she have. She has uh, trained. She trains every day of her life. Always she does. Has. Always has. And I had I had a friend that did a security for her, and he says that she spends like two thousand dollars a day on like hair and makeup. So she, you know she's always gonna be looking good. Two thousand dollars a day. Something like that. Fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars a day on like hair and makeup stuff. I don't even have anything to say about that because it's just disgusting. Well, she's gonna be looking good for the rest of her life. So. I don't know. I just feel like I, that's I, good. Work, I work with homeless people. <laughs> well, I just feel like I got asked who's my celebrity crush, oh, yeah, and I needed true. to have a good reason behind it. That's true. <laughs> I was going to say Mariah Carey, but... Yeah, that's the know. less we say people, about her, the better. <laughs> people always give me a hard time about her. Oh, no. Lay off own. my girl. Lay off my girl, Mariah. That's going to be the message that we take away from this podcast. <laughs> Okay, Kimmy, sorry I didn't get to your second question there, but we have run out of time. Stephen, thank you so much for being the first hat-trick guest on the Dan Keogh Wellness Project podcast. Um, we will do this again for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, and I can't wait, can't wait to get feedback. If you have feedback from myself or Stephen Obart, you can get me at Dan Keogh Wellness Project, Facebook, Instagram, or Project at gmail.com. If you are not feeling well yourself, then I would encourage you to reach out to me and I can point you in the right direction or provide support to you myself. I'm more than happy to do that. I really hope that you got something out of this podcast. I, I certainly did. Always do. Always feel better and energized after I've done it. And I've just come from the dress rehearsal of the show that I'm doing in the Mo Theatre in Nice this week. So um, really pleased to speak to you, Stephen. If people want to get in touch, it's Obar Muscle on Facebook. Yeah, just Ovar Muscle on Facebook, and then uh, if you want to join in the private group, which I like because you can say whatever and your friends can't see it unless yeah. you invite them into the group itself. Which that's I an feel important is point. Better. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. an important point. It's Team yeah. Team Ovar Muscle. Yeah, just search for Team Ovar Muscle, and then just request to join, and I'll get a notification. I'll let you write in, and we can just get the ball rolling. It doesn't cost anything. Yeah. <laughs> just just your time and your wit. That's right. Okay, man. Thanks a million for everything. Um, great to talk to you and can't wait to get the feedback on what people have listened to today. Thank you so much. You too. Thanks for having me, Dan. <laughs>